Holly, Holly, honey, our hearts are out to you. Baby, if you can hear me, you know how much we love you. I feel you inside of me and I'm trying to find you. I'm doing everything. Everybody's working very hard. And whoever has her, I beg you, I beg you with all my heart that you keep her and bring her home to her mother and father. You keep her safe, I beg you. She hasn't ever hurted anyone in her life. She's a happy girl. I beg you not to hurt her. Bring her home to us. Please, don't make her sad. And sadly, by the time Maria Jones would make that plea, her 10-year-old uh, daughter, Holly, had already been murdered. And tomorrow does mark the 20 years to the day that Holly Jones would uh, walk her little home friend home for dinner after a play date, and then she would never return because she was uh, kidnapped and slain in, in the most horrific of ways by a pedophile who thankfully got caught because of DNA found in the garbage. But what he did to that little girl and what he did to that family, it rocked the city. It was a big wake-up call. Much, much different time back then, and certainly it uh, woke us up that there are a lot of monsters living among us. Dave Perry was a very young homicide cop back in those days. He's now uh, with us here on 640. Uh, Dave, great to have you. Good to be here. Thank you. I was looking back at uh, some of the footage, and you go back, and uh, you know, you go back to those days. It's almost like it, it seems like yesterday. For me, when I think about this case, I always see that image. I remember when when the police brought um, Maria out to the mics with with George, and they were just begging as any parent would. That that stays with me, and I I will never forget that. Yeah, you and I both, Alex. That one still. I just listened, of course, and still tears my tears my heartstrings as much as it did twenty years ago. That was definitely the most difficult day and in the most difficult months of my entire career yeah you know the call goes out um and, and there's a real urgency and stranger abductions as you know are aren't uh, a regular occurrence but there was an urgency to this case that you know the amber alerts went out they i don't remember a cop present like that presence like that it was an all-out uh, call to find her. And once Maria put that begging plea out, it was like everything just started moving really, really fast because it didn't actually take long for you to find her. Well, there was so much activity happening through the night. You know, the, the local division did a superb job in a level three emergency search trying to find Holly, of course. And boy, I'll never forget the look on those officers' faces, all the frontline officers and the divisional detectives. And Others that had volunteered to come to the command post, uh, a very deflated look. Mm. And nobody said it, but we all looked at each other and all all sort of had a really bad feeling that this wasn't going to end the way we all hoped that it would for Holly and for her family. And within hours of, of that realization, uh, we started to make some recoveries. And, and of course, later on that day, I had to tell uh, Maria Jones and her grieving family the, the very difficult news. Yeah, and, and it was a man out walking his dog uh, that came across the, the one bag that would have her body parts in, and then quickly after the, the other bag was found. But it was one of those things where we had the answer that no one wanted up front, and then you do have to go to Maria. She's got other children. She's got a husband. The whole city is looking for this girl, and you have to tell this woman. Just the unimaginable. I mean, it's 
you think of um, detectives and all these things that they have to do. You don't really think of that moment when you have to stare into a parent's face or eyes and, and tell them something that you know that they'll never get over. I, I don't I don't mm. expect details of what happens, but wh what is that like on the job, Dave, you know, um, when you know that you have to break someone's heart? It, it's the worst. It's the absolute worst task that you can be given. And of course, as you said, we're not going to get into details, and nor am I trying to make this about me. It's it's just how you feel for the family that you know, as you said, you're about to give them the most horrific news that you possibly could. And, and we chose to give it to Maria and her family in, 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 in little, you know, sort of pieces, if you will, because it was just too much for all of us and especially for the family to absorb. So the death no notification was the first part. And then as the hours and days pass and, you know, sort of in a very a trauma-informed way, trying to tell them the condition of, of their daughter and what we thought happened to their daughter and so on. And it just adds, uh, you know, a whole new level of pain. And I've talked to Maria many times about that and mm -hmm. how every day she tries to block out what she knows happened to her daughter on that, on that horrible day. So I can't imagine what she has to live with other than this, in the smallest way. There's not a day goes by that I don't think of Holly Jones and, there's not a day goes by I don't think of Maria and her family. Yeah, I mean, the day after Mother's Day. I mean, uh, you know, you think of their weekend together and Holly, like all children would have written Mommy a special card and, I, you know, it would have been such a joyous time. And then the next day you're dealing with the absolute unimaginable. And she was so strong. I mean, it's, it's just, I remember her resolve, despite the fact that she was so traumatized. She was a very, very, always a very strong, strong woman. Um, in the days that followed once Holly uh, was found, um, things quickly started, you know, we, it was obviously we we're looking for a killer and, and you found him. I mean, it was, in, I remember the night canvassing with all the cops going door to door, door to door. Everyone was just trying to find out who did this, getting samples. And, and it was quickly determined that there were, I think, five who didn't. And it became a quick focus to Michael Breer uh, because of a green carpet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, amazing work by an exhausted team, but you know, I got to, I got to tell you that one of the parts of this that that I'll never forget. You know, you look at our darkest hour in our city, some of the death of mm -hmm. the murder of a child, and and on the other side of it, you know, I had so many police officers volunteering and showing up at yeah. the command post on their own time that I, I couldn't possibly get to them all and give them tasks. So they just took it upon themselves to to find some very you know good work to do, and and that led to some really fast canvassing of the neighborhood and. The development of you know a good list of persons of interest and of course Breer was one of them and in every case like this you spend a lot of time in organized chaos trying to hurry 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 and there's always a point where you get that first it's, it's just an hour where you sort of just take your breath and say what do we have to do now what what have we done what do we have to redo and what's next and the investigative canvas so doing it all over again in a very organized way was a big part of it and that's that's what really flushed out Michael Breer. He just failed so miserably on yeah. what we called the uh, the questionnaire. You know, for example, you know, where were you the night that Holly disappeared? He had no alibi. He was home alone, apparently working on his computer. You know, uh, a, a very simple question, where do you keep your household cleaning products? Because we had recovered the household cleaning products that were used, uh, obviously, to clean up the crime scene before we knew where the crime scene was. And we knew exactly what they were, including a, a mop. A certain, it was called a Libman brand mop, I'll never forget it. And uh, out of all the people we questioned, Breyer was the only one who responded to that question by saying, 
I don't use a mop. So that was a huge hmm. behavioral question for us. And he failed miserably on that and several others. So it intensified our focus. And, and uh, as the days and weeks led on, the good thing is we developed DNA and uh, we were able to get um, a cast off sample of DNA from Briere through some interaction with him. And of course, yeah, through a, a, a cocaine in the garbage. Um, he ultimately, Dave, he, he pleaded guilty. He was an awkward guy. I mean, he was a sex offender, but he, he was, I don't think he was a sophisticated, I think it was a crime of opportunity where he sees this girl and it's like his chance. But he, he said at time in court that a man who commits these crimes should be put away uh, and put away for good. Now, he's going to be up for parole in five years. And then this starts a new chapter for Maria and uh, George and her family of um, having to keep him there. Yeah, well, Al Como and I, who led the investigation, yeah. will both be there to help them. And it's hard to believe that uh, I, not not saying you, but you and I met when you were mm. new, brand new into yeah. your business. But, um, you know, I'm at that point in my life now where people that got light sentences yeah. 25 years are now coming up on parole. And, you know, a lot of us made those promises to families years ago, and I, I stick to my commitment on it that if Maria needs our help, we'll, we'll be there to help her. And it was a case, uh, as I recall, and I remember where it was like, how did this happen? And it opened this conversation about who's living amongst us. And in that area around Holly, there was over 200. I think the number was 295 sex offenders living within three kilometers. But it opened this conversation about how much we don't know about who may be living amongst us. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, 283 registered sex offenders living in a two kilometer radius of her home. And out of that group, many of them were not were non-compliant. They weren't staying where they were supposed to stay. It took yeah. extraordinary efforts for us teams to find them, you know, through through a clearing process. But it's an absolute must. And of course, all of them were very high in our our potential list. So we had to clear all of that. It was a, an extraordinary amount of work and a real eye opener to realize just how broken the system was for that particular issue. Holly's uh, mural, it's still there. I mean, I mean, she really became a face of that community where there's murals up. And then her parents, obviously, they planted Holly's garden. And I know they don't live there anymore, but I also know that garden was a huge part of their healing. Do they still have that? Do they still have that kind of um, connection to her? They do. The community does in a very big way. I, I, use, I post something every year hmm. on the yeah. anniversary date. And... and um, I can't believe the kindness that comes still comes out of that community. People that still remember it vividly, like it was yesterday. As a matter of fact, I've been contacted by friends of Holly's that went to school with her when when she was abducted and murdered, and and they poured their hearts out to me. And so, yes, it still has a very significant impact on the community. Some of the uh, notes I got from police officers in the last couple of days saying, "Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. It changed my life. I've never been the same since." witnessing and experiencing that and seeing what that poor family had to go through. So it changes lives and not, not yeah. in a good way. And, um, you know, here we are all these years later and I, I stay in touch with Maria Jones from time to time. And she tells me that in their new home that they have special areas set up to honor Holly and places in their property that they visit and, and um, are more or less set up as a memorial for her. That's one thing that's always been important. To Maria, and of course, important to all of us that investigated this this case is to keep her name alive and to keep her memory alive. So, Alex, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time and having us uh, uh, talk about this today. Yeah, no, it stays with us, and certainly a 
big change in our, our community that day, and uh, I won't forget it, so I appreciate it. And by the way, uh, just we have to tip our hats. Uh, you lose another uh, colleague, uh, uh, you know, in another shooting, three officers again, one of them dead. And it just, it never stops. It's not stopping, Dave. It's not stopping. I hope that it does, but I'm, I'm afraid that we're seeing a, a new norm where police officers in this country are are becoming targets of people that have, uh, you know, an issue or a beef with just about anybody and, and the police are the ones that end up at the wrong end of it. So, you know, my, my heart breaks for the OPP and all of my brothers and sisters in blue across Canada is this one's going to yeah. hurt a lot. Heavy days, no question. Look, I appreciate it, Dave. We'll talk again. Thanks. All right. My pleasure, Alex. Take care. That's Dave Perry. So uh, I thank him for talking about that. And uh, obviously my thoughts to Maria and her family. Tough way to uh, remember Mother's Day. And um, it is important to remember.